Hi, I am Annie, the host of Annie Q Podcast. In this episode,、uh, we have special guests、um, who talk about self-care journey. So, firstly,、uh, we would like to、uh, introduce a little bit, a bit, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, everyone. I'm Richa. And I'm Reen. We're both sisters, and we're very passionate about self-love and self-care. So Annie、uh, was very nice to, you know, invite us to speak a little bit about self-care,、uh, to just, you know, summarize a bit about our journey. I think our our self-care, self-love journey started about four years ago when we lived very stressful and very unhealthy lifestyles, and we started to make some positive changes in our lives, and we started to notice how those small changes over time really helped us improve our health. Both on a very mental and a physical level, and we just wanted to, you know, share that with everyone. And we really enjoy art, doodles, and drawing. So that's what、uh, made us want to take all this knowledge and make it into Instagram posts. And minded me was born. <laughs>、uh, you know, we were so impressive about your your page on Instagram, and especially.、Um, So surprised that you are both sister, and、uh, all all of you have、um, passion and、uh, for mental health to have、uh, many people. That's great. Absolutely, yeah. Because I think one thing that we really like is having each other to support each other on this journey of both mental and physical health. So we know how important support is, and we really hope to try and create that kind of community on on Instagram and on social media. So、um, uh, I wonder here. I wonder ask about. What motivated both of you to write posts about physical and mental health on social media? Absolutely. So, like I mentioned, it was a few years ago when we started to make some changes, and we started to see the benefit of that. But I think it was really the last two years of the COVID pandemic that made us see a lot of our friends and families struggle both with regards to their mental and their physical health. And it was at that moment, you know, we we discussed amongst ourselves. It, we just felt like we wanted to share. Our experience, our knowledge, and our journey with other people to see if it could even help a few people. So that's really what you know what inspired us. And like Reem mentioned earlier, we we do love art a lot, and that's a very、uh, special medium for us to to convey our message. So we we just combined a passion of ours, two passions, I guess.、Uh, and yeah, that's that's how we started the account on on Instagram, and hopefully, you know, make a positive impact even a little bit. That sounds inspirational. And for you, what is the the importance of a positive lifestyle? So I think what's very important is how I feel, and that is dependent on different different things. And from a social perspective, in particular, I think who you hang out with. Is very important in how those people make you feel. You know, there have been so many times where I've hung out with friends, and after that, I've come back home feeling tired or like low energy or just, 
you know, not as happy or not as positive. And so I think the importance of a positive lifestyle is to surround yourself with people who make you feel good. You're engaged in activities that are aligned with your goals, whether it's health goals or, you know, your mental health goals. So those are big parts of what is, you know, what makes you feel good and what makes you feel better as a person. Amazing. And from your viewpoint, what is the meaning of self-care? Do you think taking care of yourself is difficult? So I think self-care is a very individual, individualistic uh, type of activity. It can mean different things to different people. It really boils down to looking after yourself. And from a more holistic perspective, I always come back to it, right? It's a mental and a physical uh aspect to it. So personally, I don't feel it's difficult, but I think maybe what a lot of people may struggle with is being overwhelmed, not knowing where to start. And with the rise of, you know, information and how easily accessible it is, seeing social media and a lot of people doing many different self-care activities, I think it might be a little confusing and overwhelming to some people. Some people may think they may have to do multiple of those things to practice self-care. Personally, I feel self-care can be as simple as doing one or two activities in a day or maybe three or four in a week. It's about making sustainable long-term improvements in your lifestyle that improve your overall health. So it doesn't have to be complicated and we are huge advocates of making things very simple and easy and building into your schedule and your lifestyle so it doesn't feel stressful. Self-care doesn't it shouldn't feel stressful. It should make you feel good. So yeah, we, we, we like to keep it simple and sustainable. Yeah, I agree with you. And you know that um, when I am uh, taking care of myself, it's uh, really hard uh, for this journey. I, I, and I also met some struggles to, to take care of myself that you have said, you have mentioned. Um, yeah, I think it's. I think it's definitely a struggle until you you know you know what the, I guess f- few changes you can make very slowly into your schedule that you see improvement you feel motivated and when it becomes like second nature I think then you can add more things into your schedule as well. And uh, do you love yourself with one hundred percent? And uh, how do you take care of yourself? So I don't love myself 100%, at least, at least not yet. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a journey, a journey that takes constant effort and work and tracking you know, your progress along the way. And for me, it goes, it goes up and down. And I think this process of us starting our social media page, just reading so much about self-love online has helped me you know, build a set of tools that I can use to work on myself. So for example, it's like in the morning, I'll try to start my day just on my bed, you know, five minutes of gratitude, say a few things that I'm thankful for, do some positive self-talk. And I've realized that I feel so much better when I start my day. And then throughout the day, it'll be trying to get a workout in or making sure I cook at least one meal at home, staying hydrated. So trying to, you know, incorporate different things throughout the day where I can take care of myself. And then hopefully over time, when you start to see how, um, how all of these acts of self-care have have made you change as a person, with time, I feel like you start to fall in love with yourself. So that's the aspect where I feel like self-care and self-love come, you know, kind of hand in hand. 
So hopefully with time, you'll see that change and you'll start to see yourself in a better light. That's, that's, that's the goal, I think. Yeah. Yeah, sounds great. And some people just are focused too much on self-care, uh, which maybe leads to negative effects. So how can we manage the level of this phenomenon? So I think I'd mentioned this a little bit earlier, self-care should never make you feel worse off. It should never make you feel more stressed out or um, make you feel worse about yourself, right? If that's happening, as you mentioned, you're probably doing too much of it. Uh, sometimes too much of something is also not a good thing. So we like to believe in moderation. We like to practice doing something a right amount where it feels sustainable and easy to keep doing. So for example, I like cooking, but some days I just don't have the time to do that. So I don't force myself to, you know, to cook just because I know it's good for me. I take a call whether or not if, if, it's, if something is going to make me feel more stressed out, I won't do it, even if it, I know it's something good for me. So sometimes it's about, you know, learning when to say no to something or when to not do something if you feel like it's not going to help you. So keep things simple and easy and sustainable is 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 our mantra and i think we've been we've been trying different things over the years i think when we first started off we wanted to do everything that was good for us we wanted to work out all the time we wanted to cook all the time we wanted to do all the good things all the time and it was it's not sustainable. I, it was not sustainable. We stopped doing it halfway. And then, you know, we looked at ourselves and we said, what's the point of doing good things if it makes you not want to do it after a while and yeah. you just stop doing it? So I'd rather do a few things and do it for the rest of my life and do it properly than try to do 10 things and then give them all up in maybe a few weeks because it was just too much. So, yeah, I, I would just say everything in moderation. Um, I think that's a great tip to uh, to help us avoid negative effects when um, starting self-care journey. Um, have you ever uh, had to force yourself to go to work uh, when you really need a day off to refresh your spirits? And how many times have you had to convince yourself to do things that you didn't want to do? Yeah, there were many times where I've had to force myself to go into work. And I just tell myself that, you know, that is a responsibility I have. That is like my duty. This is what I need to do to pay my bills, you know, have my sustenance. And there are so many times that I'm doing things that I don't want to do. And I convince myself by telling myself that these are still important. And this is part of the process to grow, to change, to become a better version of myself. But at the same time, I also tell myself that it's okay to take a break and it's okay to rest. So like my sister mentioned, it can get so easy to get caught up in all the self-care things because you tell yourself that I need to do this for myself and I'm taking care of myself, but that can get so overwhelming. So there will be times where I tell myself it's okay to just take a break and relax. But but just to add to that, sometimes pushing yourself, um, not all the time, just sometimes is also beneficial. So an example of that would be, for example, like going to the gym. I wake up some days and I just don't want to go. And it's very easy to make an excuse saying, nah, you know, it's self-care. I need to take a day off. It's okay, it's self-care. But sometimes that can become, it, 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 that the line between 
you know, taking a day off for rest and making an excuse is a very fine line. <laughs> so um, I have gotten into the habit of really, really trying to see how I truly feel. If I'm really exhausted and I know going to the gym is not going to do me good, then yes, I exercise self-care by not going. But if I find myself making an excuse just because I'm lazy, then I stop myself and I push myself to go and I get to the gym, I have a really good workout and I come back and I'm like, I'm really glad, you know, I went. I'm really glad I didn't miss this. And how you feel after that, you just, you can't describe that feeling. So I think it's important to also know the difference between when you're feeling lazy and making an excuse and when you actually really need that time off to rejuvenate and, you know, recover. Yeah, that's true that uh, sometimes people will make excuse uh, in self-care journey. Absolutely. Um, and I think that, um, Sometimes we need to uh, don't care how many deadlines need to be completed, don't care how many documents need to be processed, don't care where you have to go on business tomorrow. And uh, I think that, that uh, sometimes that we need to um, be relaxed uh, mm-hmm. to help us um, get more new energy to start a new day. Uh, Mm-hmm. And the next question is, um, it's easy to use uh, the phrase self-care as an excuse to justify eating Oreos every day, but that's uh, completely wrong. Self-care is um, only properly understood when you feel tired and actively give yourself a day to rest. What do you think about it? That's a good question. I think... Um... As we mentioned earlier, right, sometimes we make excuses for ourselves and we tell ourselves things like eating Oreos every day. I'm looking after myself. I feel great. What's the harm? Right. Again, I go back to moderation again. Um, When you over rely on anything, you start to develop uh, maybe an unhealthy relationship with it. Right. So is there anything wrong with eating Oreos, you know, a few times a month or once every week? Absolutely not. It's it's good to enjoy things. Nothing should be avoided 100% or labeled bad just because, you know, it may not be the healthiest ingredient, for example. But at the same time, it's the, the issue comes more when we rely on it to feel better. Then our relationship with it isn't, isn't healthy. Sorry. Um, so self-care is about knowing when to make the right decision for yourself and for your health. So I would advise them, someone to ask themselves, is eating this Oreo every single day really going to benefit me? Chances are that person is going to say no, right? So that, that should be a good indication of what activity you're engaging with. Is that really helping you or not? Is it is it really helping you to your goals? Let's say you, you, you know, you want to get more healthy or you want to lose some weight. And it's very tempting to have an Oreo when you're having a stressful day. So if you ask yourself that question, is eating this Oreo, is it going to serve me in achieving my goals? If it's not, chances are having it regularly isn't really helping you. But at the same time, if eating that Oreo once a week or every now and then, it's going to make you a little bit happy because you enjoy it. I would say go for it. Absolutely. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. So it's just about finding that that good medium and that good balance and, and going ahead. Yeah, I think I think for me, what I try to do is I try to fast forward to how I'm going to feel after I eat something, yeah. whether it's two hours after or even the next day, because there have been times where I feel like, oh, you know what? I worked out so hard. I'm going to go reward myself with some junk food, whether it's pizza and then I'll eat it. And then 
soon after I'll be like, oh my God, why did I do this? You know, I worked out so hard. I put all this effort into my workout and I just feel like I undid whatever benefits I had. So for me, I try to think like, is it really going to make me feel better after? And I try to think of an experience when it didn't. And that is what stops me from doing it over and over again. Yeah, that, that's a good point to add to that. Will this activity make me feel good one hour from now? one day from now, one week from now, one year from now. If the answer across the board is no, don't do Probably it. Probably shouldn't be doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, uh, uh, just give me your opinion about many people believe that self-care is a luxury that only people with enough time can apply, only people with financial conditions can afford to take care of themselves. So. What do you think about that? Self-care does not have to be expensive. Sure, going to a fancy spa is self-care, but staying at home and having a bubble bath or reading a book or painting your nails is also self-care. Eating healthy, exercising, going for a walk, those are all things that are free. Self-care, in my opinion, doesn't have to be expensive. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it goes, okay, maybe having time or being able to make that time is important but i don't think it's a luxury when it comes to how expensive it should be i think a lot of things we talked about to journal you don't have to go buy a fancy notepad or something expensive you can just you know find a scrap of paper write down your thoughts there are a lot of activities that you can do that are not expensive and i think when it comes down to luxury of time that's when we really think that you should just try and keep it simple when it comes to self-care pick one or two things it can even be something that totals 10 to 15 minutes a day and i would like to think that many people have at least 10 or 15 minutes a day to set aside for something as simple as five minutes of gratitude or just some breathing exercise or just some stretches and yoga yeah and that is still looking after yourself so it is how important do we feel self-care is to set aside just a couple of minutes a day for ourselves yeah that's true i hope that uh some people need to get rid of uh, uh that self-care is a uh, luxury that's not true yeah and, yeah and i have divided some specific aspects of self-care journey the first is a balanced diet so what does a good meal mean to you sure so i mean i think the word you used was balance and I've, i've probably used the word balance maybe 10 or 15 times so far in the last 20 minutes but that's that's how important it is right balance means you're not just eating just one thing so a variety of fruits vegetables grains you know uh i, I like the word variety different things adding it into your diet is really helpful so our personal choice we happen to be plant-based so we eat a lot of different kinds of carbohydrates a lot of different kind of grains yeah. um and we we try different things and it, it's it's you know it's 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 a great variety you don't get bored and yeah, it's very yeah. nutritious as well so something that makes you feel good after both mentally and physically so for example sometimes i eat junk food and in that moment it feels great i'm really happy eating it the next day honestly i don't feel so great my stomach starts to hurt or i may get acne like pimples on my face so is that in my opinion a good food for the long term no 
but every now and then to indulge in if it makes you happy sure so it i, I think it really comes down to the circumstance yeah. as well good yeah. doesn't always have to mean healthy yeah. but like i i think in in having a balanced uh, diet there is a small component for foods you enjoy otherwise i think it'll just become too restrictive Correct. and you'll be just forcing yourself to eat things you don't enjoy mm -hmm. just cuz you want to be super healthy and i think in the long term that might not be so good on uh, your mental health so having that balance might include you know a little bit of cookies from time to time some pastries but again it's becoming aware of what is moderation and how can you keep it under control so so during the week for the most part we we try to eat healthy and then once a week maybe we'll have a meal outside that's you know a little bit of junk food and maybe a little bit of chips here and there but overall we try to um eat a balanced diet but we also don't restrict ourselves like we mentioned before and deprive ourselves from things we enjoy so yeah as you mentioned balance is really the key yeah that's true and the second aspect is uh, exercise. Uh, do you often do exercise? And how can you keep fit? Yeah, we exercise at least four to five times a week, three days in the gym, three days doing um, a home workout. I think the point um, of trying to keep fit is to just get moving. I don't believe one has to have a gym to keep fit. Otherwise, you know, you end up making an excuse for yourself and you might never start working out. I think we all have, you know, the luxury of having access to a smartphone or a computer, the internet, and there's so many tutorials and videos you can follow on YouTube. And that's how we spent uh, most of our lockdowns because we couldn't go to a gym. We just made it a point every day to find something to do online. And it's not something active as well, right? We yeah. try to increase our activity levels. So part of keeping fit isn't just exercising it's moving so for example we have a very traditional desk jobs right we, we work in finance so we're always in front of our computer so another thing we do to keep fit and healthy is try to move so every hour we get up we stretch we walk around for a little bit and we try not to sit in one place and be too sedentary we go for walks almost every other day yeah. for you know even 30 minutes so it's not just about exercise it's about moving and that is just so helpful even from from a mental perspective it just it just makes you feel good yeah it's like something we try to just ingrain in our mindset if you're at the mall you see the elevators you see the stairs take go the stairs. and take the stairs yeah. Just, just get moving. If, if you, and this is, this is, I guess, more helpful for people who are very busy and don't have time, maybe to, you know, do an hour of a workout. If you just take five minutes every hour to just get up and move, maybe you're, you know, working from home and you're on a work call on the phone. Take the call while you're walking. You don't have to sit down. So you'll be surprised how it's just small, simple, you know, lifestyle changes like this that actually help you keep fit and uh, stay healthier. Yeah, I, I love your point uh, when explaining that. And um, uh, could you share a little bit about uh, how do you always uh, have a positive mindset every day? So I think having a always having a positive mindset is quite a challenge. But I think what is important is to try and surround yourself with positive things. So. That would mean trying to identify what are those triggers that maybe don't make you feel so good. Is it some things you see on social media? Is it uh, the news you are reading? How can you cut down on doing those things and instead replace that with more positive things? So 
Maybe if you're on your phone, you watch something that makes you laugh, something funny, or you watch something inspirational. You go and watch a TED talk for 10, 15 minutes. Um, I think another thing that's important is becoming aware of your inner critic and your inner voice and try to see how you talk to yourself throughout the day when you're doing different things. And if you find yourself critiquing yourself uh, or criticizing, how can you switch that and start talking to yourself more kindly and positively? I think that over a period of time will help you uh, develop more of a positive mindset. Yeah, that's a great advice to keep optimism. And the next is uh, fashion. To you, what is the importance of fashion to self-care journey? I personally feel that fashion is a great tool you can use to boost your self-confidence. So, for example, um, I'm not sure if you know you, you've heard of this, but there's something called a power outfit. A power outfit is any kind of item of clothing um so it could be a suit it could be you know a really nice dress anything that really makes you feel confident in sometimes the type of clothes we wear can really boost our con our inner confidence and from that perspective i absolutely think fashion is a great way great form of self-care to feel better about yourself however i feel like there is a line where we shouldn't rely on our external appearance to always feel good internally right the idea of wearing something like like the i guess the yeah something like fashion to feel good should come as just maybe 10 or 20% of of uh reliance it, it you should not uh it, this shouldn't be the basis of how you feel your appearance so i i like to look at it as a tool but over dependence is not something that i think we would recommend yeah yeah, and uh, just to add to that, I think what's also important when it comes to fashion is that you're wearing things and you're choosing things that make you feel good and you're doing it for yourself. You're not doing it to seek validation from others mm -hmm. or seek compliments from others because you're just going to get caught up in this cycle where eventually you'll turn up, you'll turn out to be something that someone who's not yourself and I think what's important is to be comfortable in your own skin and so part of that is choosing and deciding what you want to wear yeah I agree with you that and but uh, I also see a situation that um, teenagers especially teenagers they try to be more fashionable and they um, just want to 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 buy more luxury uh, clothes yeah and to make them uh, feel confident outside the society but uh, at some point this um it's really hard to, to to afford and create difficult for their um finance for their family that's right yeah so um the next is a uh, social media self-care and uh, i love that um aspect uh, social media plays a vital role in our lives. How do we actually take care of ourselves on the social platform? Uh, there are many uh, contents, many kinds of content that we cannot control uh, and cannot avoid toxic content, especially that. So, yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, I, I guess I could take that. Um, when I was in college, I remember spending a lot of time on social media. And what I didn't realize at that time was how unhappy I was. I didn't make that connection back then because I guess, uh, you know, we, we, we didn't have access to so much information on the relationship between our mental health and social media. And I realized that unconsciously, I was constantly comparing myself to other people. I was constantly seeking validation on how many likes I got when I uploaded a picture. And I realized that I kept waiting around for those likes. I kept waiting for attention. And when I didn't get that, I wasn't so happy. So as I got a bit older, I started to realize that I didn't want to be that type of person that was seeking validation from other people to feel happy. I came to realize that happiness comes from within ourselves. And one way that I was able to change that and make better choices and habits was limiting how much time I spent on social media. So instead of, you know, spending hours and hours just mindlessly scrolling on my phone, I told myself every day I will limit my social media usage to an hour a day or an hour and a half a day. If you're someone that spends many hours, maybe slowly try to you know, reduce it. I do believe there are many uh, apps these days that will actually restrict how much you can use um, Instagram or Facebook, et cetera, on your phone. So those are great tools to also limit um, your time on social media. But I feel like uh, when you limit that exposure and time, you're limiting the amount of exposure you have to things that don't make you happy, whether that's toxic people or unrealistic beauty standards or anything really that is not making you feel so great. And when you limit that time, you increase the amount of time you have to do other activities, right? So we only have 24 hours a day. If we choose to spend the vast majority of our time on social media, that's less time for ourselves, less time for our self-care, our mental health, our physical health, um, having real conversations with friends and family. So it's, it's really always a choice. And personally for me, I feel like everything's a balance. So when you limit something that isn't making you happy, you automatically will slowly start to see the benefits from that. And yeah. I, I think that's, you know, that that's pretty great. And I think like what really helps me is if I'm on social media, I find myself asking myself questions like, how do I feel on this page? You know, is it making me feel good? Am I finding something interesting? Is there any value add to my life or my knowledge? Or do I feel jealous of this person or whatever it is I'm seeing? Do I feel negative? Do I find myself comparing um, my life or whatever it is I do to whoever's page I'm on? It's maybe asking the these kinds of questions where you'll start to understand what you like and you don't like, what makes you feel good, what doesn't make you feel good. And then you work on how to cut out um, those parts from your life, like spending less time on pages like that or not going on them at all or unfollowing them altogether. Yeah, I love that. And the next question is um, uh, pandemic, COVID-19. So during the pandemic, um, uh, this situation is uh, becoming more and more complicated. So self-care is, uh, I think that is the first practical solution that uh, both can help us actively strengthen our resistance and build a positive uh, mentality to live healthier and more securely. So uh, what do you think about the importance of self-care? I think it's probably important now more than than ever at least that's what i uh, had realized and i think one thing from the pandemic that i got which i didn't get at other times was 
time. And with something like self-care, we're always trying to think, how do we get things done? We're so busy, we have so much going on. And the pandemic realized that there are bits of time that I have to focus on self-care. It's the time that I would otherwise spend commuting to the office or going to meet my friends or going out to do an activity that have now maybe been cut back because of restrictions. So I think self-care was what was giving me that motivation to stay upbeat during such a difficult time. We're constantly surrounded by so much negative news and you know unpleasant things in social media and in different countries. And so I think with self-care, I found a way to engage myself and engage my mind in activities that help me sort of detach from all the negativity that was going on in the world and focus more on myself and how to become more positive. But to just add to that, as we mentioned, one thing we all had more of during COVID was time, right? Less time commuting, less time yeah, meetings, yeah. more time at home. So sometimes when you have too much time, you can start to get bored, you can start to get frustrated and too much time isn't always a good thing either. So what really helped us during that time was setting a schedule. So for example, we would wake up at a certain time every day, we had a good routine. Um, in the morning, maybe a few hours after waking up, we would work out for 30 to 40 minutes. So just like that, we found ourselves quite quite busy. And not only were we taking care of ourselves, we were also getting our work done. And the time just passed and we, we didn't feel frustrated or bored. We felt better because we were making better changes and more sustainable changes in our lives. Yeah, I agree with you that um, during the pandemic that we can change our daily habit uh, mm-hmm. that may us uh, that may our health uh, become worse. And so um, the next question is uh, regarding the busy schedules of students or those who do not spend time to look after themselves. What advice do you give to them? Yeah, um, this is very relatable for me because I remember being a busy college student and at that time I didn't understand how important self-care was. I was so busy just running around, you know, doing work, meeting deadlines that I actually ended up getting really stressed and burnt out. So I think what really helps is first understanding the benefits of self-care, understanding how it helps you. It actually helps you slow down. It helps you be healthier long term both from a mental and physical perspective and that's not something that gets enough importance because imagine this if you are healthy and you're mentally feeling good about yourself you can meet your deadlines at work you can do everything calmly you don't feel so under pressure you're better equipped to handle um, hardships and you're better equipped to handle stress and that is such an important toolkit especially when you're in a high pressure environment where you're studying and you're busy so making just small sustainable changes is key so for example for a college student who's busy maybe take 30 minutes every day maybe before bed do some light breath work just deep breathing to calm yourself down or write down in a, in a journal in a book things you're grateful for or how your day went it these things may sound really simple and silly but we've come to just you know realize this through our own experience how how much of a positive change it's made in our lives so it doesn't even have to be anything crazy and time consuming it's just small changes like this make so much of a difference in the long term so when yeah when people realize these benefits and they realize how much they actually benefit from slowing down and just taking 
you know, 30 minutes, setting aside 30 minutes for themselves, they're more likely to stick to it and, you know, create a, a little time for themselves in such a busy schedule. Yeah, that's true. Uh, most people are busy with study and work. They even forget their health, their hobbies to, to have a bright future. And um, they just uh, sleep until uh, they just uh, study so late until 2 or 3 a.m. Um, mm-hmm. for their, um, their future. And I think that um, I agree with you that making small changes is um, really necessary, essential. Mm-hmm.